Now it's time for Tracy Martin from the New Zealand First Party. This morning I had my weekly chat with New Zealand First Minister Tracy Martin. We talked about the Children Commissioner Andrew Beecroft's bid to parliaments to raise the minimum age of criminal responsibility from age 10 to 14. Jemima spoke to Andrew Beecroft yesterday on The Wire, so you can listen to that podcast on the 95 BFM website. But I wanted to talk to Tracy Martin as the Minister for Children about her thoughts. We began, however, with another children-related issue, a 52% drop in reports of concern being made to Oranga Tamariki in the Auckland area under the Alert Level 3 restrictions. I began by asking Minister Martin why that was. We get it between 80 to 82,000 reports of concern a year and most of the reports of concern actually come from other professionals. So they're from teachers, they're from medical professionals, doctors and nurses, um, and they're from police. So uh, a smaller percentage are from general public or other family members. So because school's not in, you've got this drop in teachers actually reporting concern about a child to Oranga Tamariki. Right, so it's not the case that actually children are any safer. In fact, by staying at home, do you think that some of them might be more at risk by being at home all the time? Uh, well, it was a concern to us, so um, that's why when uh, we... And this is, this is the mirror image of what happened during lockdown four, and uh, that was a major concern. I'm, I also am one of the ministers that sits on the joint venture around family violence and sexual violence, so we were also watching what was happening with regard to the refuges and police call-outs and so on once everybody had to stay at home with each other. Um, but what, so a couple of things. First of all, there was quite an intensive comms, um, comms program put into place by Oranga Tamariki during lockdown four. And again, it has um, kicked off again in level three across social media um, about if you are worried for a child, then you need to call us. We're still here. We're still coming out. And children were, with um, where the police were called to family violence incidents and then they called us children were removed from situations where they were in danger. So under lockdown four, and they are under lockdown three. We're just getting this large drop in calls of concern. The second bit, though, that gives us a bit level of comfort that children are no more at risk um, now than they are when we're all at lockdown, you know, two, one and nothing, is there wasn't a spike as soon as the, after lockdown four was lifted and the children went back to school, there wasn't this incredible spike of calls of concern that these children had come back out from their homes and now they were, they were back being seen by professionals and those professionals had massive concerns for them. So, um, and it was the same actually for um, family violence. It didn't spike in the way that we, we were concerned that it might have after lockdown four. And so then hopefully after this... Um Oh, yeah, level three lockdown same. as well. That's what we'd expect yeah. to see. But it is one of those. So you know, just to be clear, it's not that Oranga Tamariki is not going in. They're still working at whatever lockdown level they're at. They're still working, um, and the police are obviously still um, attending calls. You know, family violence consoles, uh, calls or whatever, and they tend, if they need to, they call Oranga Tamariki in. Um, but one of the pieces of research that's going to have to come out the other side of this COVID is why didn't we see the spike we thought we would? What was it that actually, if, if this is true, if the numbers going, you know, if the calls of concern going down and actually we didn't see the family violence incidents we thought we were going to see under lockdown, what was it that made that difference? What was it that wasn't there, the pressure that wasn't there, that didn't create um, 
I mean, that, that's a piece of research we need to do as soon as we've got past this concentration on COVID. If we were to move on to our second topic then for today, which is also about children, and that's Children's Commissioner Andrew Bearcroft is calling on the government to raise the minimum age of criminal responsibility from 10 years to 14 years. What do you think of that proposition? Um, well, the, right now the government hasn't got a plan to do that. So um, I do know, however, that one of the other side effects of his recent report is that um, the working group between police, Sauranga Tamariki, Youth Justice and so on, they, are, they have picked up his recommendations around the fact that they need to be more coordinated and cohesive um, working with younger, younger children who have committed crime. And that, that was just one of the things that his reports, uh, report highlighted. So they are doing that. If we talk about 10 to 14-year-olds, there's only really two charges that can be laid against them, and that's murder and manslaughter. Um, if you've got a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old, 13, 14-year-old who has committed murder, you've got quite a lot of stuff going on before that, right? Um, that doesn't just happen overnight, generally. And that's the other thing that his report did highlight. So one of the things to address this, I believe, is actually a bill that's already in the House. It was pulled by the, from the ballot. It's Derek Ball's bill, and it's called the Orangatamariki Youth Justice Demerit Points Amendment Bill. Um, and what it would do is, let's just say, and this is just, and it's open for submissions now. So it's actually up on the parliamentary website and open for submissions now. What happens often is before a child actually ends up inside the justice system in this way, the police have been had some contact with that child, you know, for lower level crime. But the diversions or the attention that they have received has not been of an adequate level to change the trajectory of that child's life. So if you had, for example, every child in New Zealand instantly the moment they're born being having 100 demerit points, for example, but if a nine-year-old is picked up by the police officers at 11 o'clock at night just wandering around the shops in their area and then taken home, let's say that that child then goes down to 95 points. And at the second time that child is picked up by police for shoplifting, say, they get, they get to 90 points. And when they get to 90 points, somebody from a trusted community, whether that be um, you know, the local youth aid officer, whether that be the local NGO that has the Whānau Water Commissioning Agency contract or whatever, that there be a requirement for somebody to go to that home and say, hey, your nine-year-old's been picked up twice now by police. What's going on that we can help with? Because something's obviously going on because they're wandering the streets at 11 o'clock at night and now they're shoplifting. So what's happening here inside this home that maybe we could help with to try and divert this? We don't have any system right now that requires the state to offer help to a family or when young children are actually coming to the attention of police. And I think we would like to... I'd like to see that we have a system that does that so that we can prevent these, these things coming to coming to pass. So I'm hearing what you're saying about that bill would, would help in the preventative side of things and, and addressing the underlying causes of offending. But I guess Andrew Berkhoff makes the point that I don't think anyone has ever been convicted as a 10-year-old, you know, so it seems a bit redundant. That not, not in the last 45 years, no. So therefore, it's not that major of an issue to have it. Um, but the side effect of if you lift it, and I'm thinking particularly of a little boy in the United Kingdom that was in a shopping mall, that was um, taken out of that shopping mall by two teenagers. I, I think they were, um, they might have been 12 or 13, and was tortured and then murdered. 
that's the sort of crime we're talking about. And that crime is so heinous that actually we do need to ensure that if you have committed that level of crime, then there is, there is a justice system and part of the justice system that must be able to take that into account and actually hold you to account. Yeah, I guess another concern, though, is that the age 14 is what's actually recommended by the United Nations Committee on the Rights of the Child and, and mirrored by quite a few overseas countries. But how do you feel like our international obligations could come into play in, in perhaps forcing this change? Well, see, the biggest problem you have with me is I actually focus on New Zealand. I'm not interested in getting a gold star from somebody else. I want to know what works for my country. So like the United Nations, for example, is opposed to child labour, OK? And so it's one of the um, United Nations uh, pledges that they would like us to make is that we forbid any child under the age of 18 to, um, to have a job. That means that there would be no... Uh, paper boys or paper girls. You wouldn't be able to go and work in a shop at 16 or 14 after school. Um, New Zealand doesn't believe in that. We don't have child labour in diamond mines. We have children who are working inside their family business, like, you know, um, on the dairy on the weekend and so on. So if we made a law that banned it in the way that the United Nations wants us to, none of those children would be able to do that. And I don't believe that's what New Zealand wants. And I actually don't think that's what the United Nations wants either. So you, the United Nations makes rules for across the world for countries that are very different from New Zealand. And in this instance, you know, and, and just for me personally, I don't need to get a gold star from the United Nations. I want to know what New Zealanders think about it and what is best for New Zealand. If you'd like to let the Minister know how you feel about that, you could write to her or consider making a submission on the Oranga Tamariki Youth Justice Demerit Points Amendment Bill that is currently in the Select Committee, sponsored by MP Derek Ball. You can also read the report from the Office of the Children's Commissioner or listen to Jemima's interview with Andrew Beecroft yesterday. That was Tracy Martin from the New Zealand First Party. The Wire.